0: Welcome to the Mom Guilt Podcast. I'm your host, Vanna, a dermatology nurse practitioner turned wellness enthusiast. We're not here to get rid of Mom Guilt. Instead, we will give you the tools and systems to get you through whatever season you're in because when you have the right systems, you're able to experience freedom in motherhood and prioritize yourself. Mom Guilt exists to introduce you to the life changing habits that can create a life you never thought possible. If you're listening to this, you are not here by mistake, and I can't wait for you to dive into all things wellness and prioritization. Welcome back to another episode of Mom Guilt Podcast, where we are creating a community that we have big talks, we talk about things that really you can implement in your life to change it. You don't necessarily have to be a mom here. I actually have a lot of people in my DMs that are not moms, but they like this type of, of show to where we're just becoming the best versions of ourselves um, and working through not finding our identity in our career, who we are as a mom, if you are a mom. And really, this is a time for us to decompress, learn things, grow together. So thank you for being here. Today, I am going to talk about my top three books in two different categories. So really six books that have changed my life. I have never considered myself to be a reader, but I am obsessed with reading now, and there's a couple of reasons for that. It's what I'm reading, but also the way that I've put it into my life. It, it serves me as like a decompressing mechanism. So like instead of like binging Netflix, I read. And I promise you in the almost 33 years that I have been alive, I have never just sat down and read books or wanted to read a book like I was never a bookworm. But now I see why people would be bookworms. You have to find the right type of books for you or and like what your goals are. So I'm splitting two categories of books into not nonfiction and fiction, which I guess you could technically split it this way. But I'm splitting the types of books that I read into two categories, self-help and smut I didn't even know what that term meant but if you start reading these like mystical fairy fantasy novels apparently they're in the category of smutty books and maybe it's not just that maybe smutty means any romance novel but I could read those all day every day but I have to make sure that I'm actually feeding my soul and my knowledge as well. So I'll go in between. Like I have a rule. If I read a smutty book, then I then need to read a self-help book. And it's like education versus escape. And I think both are perfectly fine. The only thing I would say though, is because when I went through counseling, I realized when I was like binging Netflix or scrolling on the phone, like I was escaping. And I know this is not really probably new to a lot of people, but really think about are you decompressing or are you escaping? And it's okay to escape. Like we all have hard lives. We all have things going on. And if you need an escape, it it's okay. But also I've shifted so much in my life, in you know, the books that I've read and the counseling that I've done and the the people I get the privilege of talking to through this show in really evaluating the difference between decompression and escaping reality. So I would take that into consideration, but I think both are necessary. Like education and escape are both necessary. And here's why self-help books. I view As becoming the best version of myself, of filling myself up with knowledge from other experts, people, people trying to just share their purpose and their gift with other people. I also think it's a really good conversation piece to gauge relationships. Like I was just in an interview and we were talking, I was like, have you ever read this book? And they were like, no, but I'm interested in it. And, and that's okay. That That's a great conversation piece. But if they have read that book, that's like further evidence that that they are aligned with you as a person. So I think it's a good conversation piece of just like speaking about it, but also to gauge those relationships, maybe not even romantic relationships, but that is a hot tip. If you're dating, and you are on a date, and you you're a big reader and they're not like maybe take that into consideration, but also take into consideration if they are a reader, like the things that they are reading, are they working on themselves? Are they becoming the best version of themselves? And I think that is a really good dating tip. I (laughs) clearly (laughs) am not dating. haven't been dating for 10 years, but if I were dating, that would be be the advice that I would give to myself. The self-help books are the like any books are the best part of my nighttime routine like if you've ever read Atomic Habits you you know and if you haven't it's I highly recommend it I've talked about it before you know that usually to develop a habit there has to be some type of reward to it And if I'm reading a book that I really love, like I'm looking forward to getting through my routine and then that's the end of my routine before I go to sleep. Usually sleep is the reward to my my sleep routine because I love sleep so much. But genuinely, I'm like, okay, I need to get started on my bath, my skincare so that I can get to the point where I'm in bed and reading a book that I'm really, really enjoying. And probably unpopular opinion, but the reason that I think that smut books are necessary and i i've listened to a couple of takes on this but this is my decompression this is my mindless escape like when i'm reading self help books i do have to pay attention and a lot of the self help books that i am reading are ones that i have to like really think about really take notes or like make notes in my phone and sometimes i don't want to do that so my like aimless scrolling that most people do is reading smutty romance novels and I also saw something that I think is brilliant that it sparks your creativity like it sparks that part of your brain that you know forms new thoughts different thoughts and that can be instrumental to to I mean, every aspect of your life, it gets you thinking outside of the box. So some people will come from it as you shouldn't be reading these things because it's a waste of your time. It's essentially the same thing as like binging a Netflix series. And while I do see that point, I also think it's a really healthy way to do it because... What I also do is I, use, I have my Kindle app or my Kindle and if there's a word that I come across that I don't know, like you can easily look it up like you're learning new vocabulary and things like that. So let's get into the specific books. So self-help, there are three different ones, I guess technically four. So I've talked about this before. I genuinely am obsessed with this book and recommend it to almost everyone. It's You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. It's like a four hour listen on an audiobook. It's a quick, quicker read depending on your pace. I listened to it in my car and I have like a 45 minute commute and I finished it in like two or three days. And I think this is the best starter book for really like getting to know yourself and your traumas. A really good starting place for therapy if you don't want to go to therapy. And if you get the actual like tangible book, she goes through like exercises that you can do that would essentially be the same thing as therapy. So like if you're dipping your toe in therapy or you counseling, you don't really want to do it, you're, you know, weary of it. It is very eye opening. And there's a lot of exercises, questions, prompts in there that get you really thinking of like who who am I? Why am I the way that I am? And it also helps you to learn to shift shift your perspective in turn creating different reactions. And that like that is a huge thing for me in life is How do I react in situations? How do the people I surround myself with react in situations? And if it's like off the wall, I don't hold space for that energy. And But we're all guilty of that, right? So like holding myself accountable to not being what I don't want others to be within my life too. I need to be held accountable for my reactions. So I think this is an amazing book for that. And then meditation and manifestation. So meditation, Joe Dispenza. Nothing new. You've heard me. T- if you've been around, you've heard me talk about Joe Dispenza. I've taken his course. I've read two of his books: "You Are the Placebo" and "Becoming Supernatural." If you are have a more scientific, research-driven brain, and you're, you think that meditation might be like a little bit woo-woo. Go with Joe Dispenza. I would start with You Are the Placebo or his The Formula course. I have done both and it literally taught me exactly how to meditate from like a standpoint of not feeling silly about it. If that makes any sense, this is like for the very beginner person that doesn't know how to meditate, why they meditate. And it goes into the scientific research behind it. I'm talking like brain scans, how like energy matter, like science works with meditation. I mean, it really it will convince you that it's a it's a real thing. And also his book comes with like guided meditations. You can also buy different ones. Um, and I'm not kidding you when I have not meditated in the last couple of months because I've become huge on it, Brian will, I'll be in a bad mood or like really reactive or something. And Brian is always like, have you meditated today? He can tell such a difference when I do. And I can too, like I'm just so much more grounded, peaceful, and it's really hard for me to lose my peace over things that I would have easily lost my peace over when I do meditate. And then manifesting. So I hope I'm saying this name correctly, but Roxy Nafusi. um, I'm reading her book right now. And I did one of her webinars for manifestation. And she's kind of the same way. She goes into like the science behind the manifesting. And it's not just like something that, like, that's a term a lot of people just throw around, like, oh, I'm going to manifest it. And I do say that a lot of times. My friend group is like, oh, Vanna, can you manifest this for us? Because they think they can't do it. You can do it. You can manifest whatever you want in your life. And in the few months that I have adapted this, like, concept of manifestation, I have manifested several different things for myself. I mean, I really... I believe in it. One example, and this may be silly, but we were in New York and I really wanted two pieces of, I really wanted one piece of jewelry. I ended up getting two pieces of jewelry, but I didn't want to spend hundreds of dollars. So I was like, I want something from like a hundred, $150 that I can take away as a piece to remember this trip, but also that will like serve me well. And um, Ashley, one of my friends, was like, "Yeah, me too." So I was like, "I'm gonna manifest that. We'll like when it's when the time's right, we'll just like come across it. It'll be, it'll be divine." And we just looked up this place after we went to the World Trade Center Memorial, and they were like, "We don't really have anything to do until lunch or dinner when whatever time it was." They were like, "Let's go look up this this Chelsea Market." So we go to Chelsea Market, and there's all. Like it is the majority of jewelry boutiques. It was just like we walked in, we saw all these places, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like I, it happened. And it it's such a good feeling to know that, like, y- you have the ability to call that into your life. I know it sounds crazy. I thought it was crazy about six months ago, too. So. Read Roxy's. Check her out on Instagram. Read her book. I cannot recommend it enough. It's like a starting point of manifestation. Lastly, in self help, the science of getting rich. This is an older book. It's by Wallace D. Wattles, and basically, it's a really short read. I think it's around a hundred pages, um, and it is older. But it's the mindset of what is meant for you. No one else will receive or have it's like it helps with comparison. And for me personally, in the side business that I have, like everybody's got a podcast. Everyone's trying to do social media. Everyone's trying to, you know, do a lot of what I'm trying to do. But this paints the picture mindset perspective that even if you're trying to do the exact same thing as somebody else, only you can do it a certain way. If you're trying to do anything, this book really convinces you that even if someone is doing the exact same thing that you are doing, your exact journey is meant for nobody else and will, and it will happen exactly the way that it needs to happen. And I need that reminder a lot. And I think we all need that reminder a lot. And Even if you are not... You know, you don't have a side business or you're you're not monetizing your purpose or, you know, if you're a stay at home mom, like I still think that everyone should have the mindset that this life, your life is meant for absolutely no one else and no one can take that from you. Moving on to the smut. (laughs) These may come as zero surprise to anybody, but you would be so shocked at the amount of people that I tell of all these series that are like, never heard of it. So I just need to talk about it. And then if you are someone that's read these series, I need you to be commenting on these episodes on YouTube. You know, all of these are on YouTube and on Instagram, on TikTok, like tell me what you think of them too. First and foremost, Sarah J. Moss. She has the series, she has multiple series. I've read all of them, literally. A Court of Thorns and Roses, there's five books. Throne of Glass, there's eight books, I think. And Crescent City, there's now three. I have not read the last Crescent City. I'm waiting for to read that because I'm finishing Roxy's Manifesting book first. Um, I'll probably read it on vacation while we're in the Dominican. But I have read all of those books of Sarah J. Maas and... I love them for all different reasons. A Court of Swords and Roses has my heart, and it is probably my favorite. It has hundreds and thousands of reviews. This is more of the mystical fairy romance, but there's like self-development. There is, you know, conflict and war. I mean, it just like it's women with a purpose But then intertwines romance, self-development, like it's everything you need in one. So I would start with A Court of Thorns and Roses. And then I did Crescent City second. And that's more like modern types. Like there's cars in that one. There's not cars in the first one. There's cars in that one. But it's essentially the same, just a different like timeline plot characters um, and then Throne of Glass. Throne of Glass is very good, but it's like a slow burn. And it has to be. There's eight of them. Right. But it's really good. The main character, her self-development through the whole thing, like I can totally relate to. She evolves. She changes. She like comes into her own. Um, She has multiple relationships throughout the, the book. It. It is so, so good. So, anything Sarah J. Moss, second, Rebecca Yaros. I think if I had to score them all, I would pick a Court of Thorns and Roses first, that I'm obsessed with, and then the um, fourth wing. Rebecca Yaros is fourth wing and Iron Flame. Apparently, it's going to be like a multiple series. Like, some people say three, some people say five. I don't know. But say that this is going to be multiple series. It's my second favorite of all of the like smutty books that I've read. So I just finished Iron Flame literally last week and it left me on a cliff. But apparently the third one's coming out sometime this year. And that is more like definitely a lot of romance, but a lot of not believing in yourself and coming into your own and realizing your your self-worth and your capabilities type book. Um, and then on my list is the next series is Jennifer Armantrout. Her series. Or I think there's like eight in the in that series too. At work, all of us are reading all of these series. And there's a few of us that have read all of them, even Jennifer Armantrout's. And we, it's like an amazing thing to be able to talk about at work. Have you finished this book? Have you done this series? And we're all coming up with, like we're getting all on Jennifer Armantrout. So then we're going to have to find somebody else. So if you have other series that are like these that you know of, please DM me, comment on the YouTube, comment on any of this of books that we need to read and within the series because like we got to keep going i'm always going to be like self-help smut self-help smut and apparently with jennifer armentrout i have about eight books and then i have the third crescent city so i have nine in the lineup for self-help i was looking at my kindle app let me look let me bring it back up i have read 49 weeks in a row and 49 weeks and 13 days in a row so I have literally read almost every single day of the year and I've started um I started this early last year so it hasn't even been a year that I've been reading and I I make it a point to read at least 10 pages every night and I think that's a part of like the um the 75 hard or whatever like you have to read at least 10 pages of a book and I would use that like as a rule of thumb so my tips for success before we leave get a kindle and get the kindle app a kindle first of all if you're reading on a kindle you're not reading on your phone at night number one for the blue light that's waking your brain back up we've talked about this you need to be doing a kindle on night mode so it's not waking your, I think it's your reticular activating system back up and it's winding you down for sleep. Also, you don't have the temptation of getting notifications on your phone and like stopping reading, going to check your email, stopping reading, scrolling social media. Like it, it, it lasers you into just reading. So getting the Kindle and then having the Kindle app because on the Kindle app, you don't want to take your Kindle everywhere necessarily. So like if I'm at a doctor's office or in a waiting room or waiting doing to, to do something, I have my Kindle app that syncs with my Kindle and I can just simultaneously read and it updates. It like syncs with it. So getting the Kindle app, you can also, if you are really into the series, I've done this before. You can, when you buy your book on the Kindle, you can also buy the Audible version. So when you're driving to work, or cleaning the house, whatever, you can also be listening to the book and it syncs with your Kindle app too. So you can listen and read if, it, if you're not just reading and during your like bedtime routine. And that brings me to my second tip. Make it a part of a routine that, so you will not miss it. It's a part of my nighttime routine. I do it literally every single night and it's something that I actually look forward to. Like fit it into your schedule in some way that you are not going to miss it. If it, if that is, you know, reading every time on your lunch break. Like used to I have a I used to have a super super stressful environment at work, so I would sit in my car and eat my lunch and I would listen to Audible in the car or I would read on my Kindle app in the car while I was eating my lunch. So like if if the night routine's not your thing, find some time within the day that you are going to spend 30 minutes, 45, an hour. I could spend an hour truly with the books that I pick reading and make it make it really, really simple and make it really, really appealing again from the Atomic Habits book. Like I said, don't forget you can watch this, this whole video on YouTube in video form. Make sure you are following me and Mom Guilt Podcast on all the socials. They are linked in the show notes. And stay tuned for something really exciting. Things are coming next month with Acne Coaching. If you know anyone that needs help with their skincare journey, they have done all the things, maybe even seen a dermatology provider um and their acne just keeps coming back please make sure that you tell them to follow me i will be updating you guys on that process what it looks like i plan to launch acne coaching in march and the resources that you can do even if you don't want to do the coaching and you really just want like my frameworks and system to getting you on the right path track to clear skin, but you like don't want to meet with me monthly, there's going to be several options. Don't worry. But make sure you are following me on my Instagram and my TikTok or like recommend it to anybody that's been struggling with their skin. And also any of your book recommendations. Clearly, I made an entire show on or entire episode on books. Please, please, please comment your favorite books on any of my socials, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok that post this episode because I would love to look at them and read them. And as always, we have a mantra for mom Guild and I haven't been saying it and it just like dawned on me this week. But our mantra is take what you need and you are enough. I will see you guys on the next one and I love you before you go to grow our mom guilt community rate and review on itunes spotify or wherever you listen find and follow us on instagram at mob guilt podcast and on tiktok at vanna Padilla underscore np you can also watch each episode on video form at my youtube channel vanna Padilla. last but not least always remember take what you need and it's okay to want more see you next time mama